everybody. How you doing? Welcome to show 112 here on the Pucknologist, always available for you here on Teal Town, USA. Ah, how you guys doing? Uh, in a good mood tonight. So if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, please subscribe while you're here. Hit the notification bell to be reminded anytime we go live or have new content available. And a thumbs up on the videos are always appreciated. If you'd like to support Teal Town USA with a donation and have your live comment featured on the show immediately, you can use that super chat option. There's also a new applaud option to support our previous videos on YouTube. And while we appreciate any and all Google donations, we do prefer it if you use the Venmo app to support the show as it allows us to receive 100% of your generous donation. Our Venmo is at Teal Town USA. And if you're listening to the audio stream on your favorite podcast platform, such as iTunes or Spotify, please subscribe. Leave us a nice review. Five stars if you enjoy our content. And you can always follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Teal Town USA for more Sharks, Barracuda, and hockey-related content. And everything can always be found at TealTownUSA.com. Tell a friend. And with that out of the way, I'm your host, AJ. And joining me, of course, tonight... To my left or right, depending on how you're watching this podcast on YouTube, Rocket Backhander. Hey, folks. Did you remember to set your clocks back? I hope not. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and in the seventh circle of hell, joining us, Hockey Jerk. So a couple things I want to hit. Uh, from my perspective, Rocket is joining us from, from our front because um, obviously <laughs> – that's the perspective that I can see her. Uh, number two, it's very Hello. windy. In, <laughs> number two, it's very windy in Las Vegas. So I hope I don't blow away in the next forty to seventy-five minutes. And uh, number three, I sneezed during AJ's in intro, so my rhinitis has subsided. I'm feeling better. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Uh, hell of a week, eh? <laughs> starts with Jumbo says you <laughs> started, <laughs> starting with Jumbo signing with the Maple Leafs ends in speculation that there might not be a season next year okay uh, but here just to bake your noodle right off the bat pop your tart if you will as Jerk likes to say did you know today marks that it has been 10,000 days since a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup now to put that into perspective the last time a Canadian team raised the cup, the Sharks had not yet played a game in San Jose. <laughs> June 9th, last time, 1993. The last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup, I was not born. There you go. Now, here's one for you real quick. Four Canadian teams have gone on to the final since 1993 when Montreal lifted it. Name them. Well... Vancouver in 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, oh boy. Um, yikes. See, Calgary, I, no. Calgary in 2004. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. What do you mean? Calgary's in Canada, my friend. The, oh, then you know what? Then they got this wrong. <laughs> the, the, no, then, then say, it, okay, so it's five. So it's, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, four Canadian teams have done it. Okay, so you got Vancouver, you got Calgary. All right. Um, I'm trying to. Dude, there's seven Edmonton teams. in 2006. Okay. Let me, let me give you a hint for the last one. Winnipeg? And Ottawa in 2007. Ottawa. 
<laughs> Hold Ottawa. on, wait. So if the question is, what's the capital of Canada? For the record, it's a place called Ottawa. Yes. So <laughs> Ottawa, the last uh, team to actually go there, but Vancouver actually did it twice. Right? 94. You got it, wow. sir. So anyway, uh, and then, of course, Kathy on the chat <laughs> saying, not Toronto. Not <laughs> Toronto. The last time... The last time Toronto won the Stanley Cup, uh, my parents were not born yet. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move on. Uh, So, since we last left you uh, two weeks ago, the Sharks, in fact, have signed Marlo and Nieto. Uh, I'm trying to remember, Jerk, uh, where did I hear the idea of Nieto coming back to the Sharks? So, there's this Sharks podcast that, that I'm kind of a part of. I don't know if you've heard of it, the Pucknologist podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked about that a couple weeks ago. So, you know, you should go check it out if you don't already. Just saying. Uh, if memory serves, I think you actually tweeted out the actual audio of the idea. So, uh, that jerk, sounds like something I would do. Yeah, Jerk brings receipts, is what we're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Marlowe should break Gordy Howe's record for most NHL games played in teal but what if there is a compacted schedule what if it's only 48 games if that's the case what are we talking about for trade deadline at the 34 mark which if memory serves marlo needs i want to say 43 games to break the record uh 45 45 44 to tie 45 to break i believe Okay, I was in the ballpark. Let me let me check that for you. Well, but either way, it's in the 40s, and I can't imagine the right. trade deadline, <laughs> if it's a 48-game schedule, saying, oh, yeah, you know what, trade deadline, fuck it, 45. Well, and, you know, there's a couple of things here. Um, you're assuming that the Sharks are going to be bad enough to not keep him. It, have you looked at the roster? <laughs> I'm not saying... Uh, Chief, uh, Pilgrim. I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, but the way you bring it up, it sounds like a probability, mm. and I would disagree with that. All right. Well, either way, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if the Sharks are out of the playoff picture at that point. Does you know what's more important, <laughs> at least to Marlowe, breaking that record in Teal or going yet to another team that he thinks has a shot to get a cup? How funny would it be if he was traded to Toronto? Ha ha. <laughs> uh, we also, of course, re, uh, we, we see Matt Nieto 2.0 coming back. And, you know, Jerk made a couple of really good points last show that just Nieto was probably misused by the Sharks back in the day. Uh, you know, <laughs> first and second line times and thought he was going to be like, I think more Kevin LeBanc than Tori Mitchell, but now that he knows his role, it's speed, it's penalty killing. Um, I think what we're most, I want to say quizzical about Rocket, is will fans get Holiday Sweater the remix? Part two, something. You know, I don't I don't think he's going to uh, respond positively to people asking him and and clamoring for holiday sweater 2.0 simply because i think that he probably takes his role a little bit more seriously nowadays and that's not to say that he was you know not taking it seriously then it was just i mean you had john scott on the roster i mean he kind of knew 
what was going to happen that season. And they needed some sort of, you know, actually, now that I think about it, looking at the roster, what if they brought him back just to do Holiday Sweater 2.0? Because if he looks at the roster the way that everybody else is looking at the roster, well, not everybody else. And, you know, we're all looking at it with the same kind of like, ooh, ooh, next year's going to hurt. Then he maybe is one of like the feel good guys that they're bringing in. For fan service, it has nothing to do with his speed. It has zero to do with his penalty killing skills. I think. Okay, yeah, I think you've hit on something, AJ. Solid He's, point. Yeah, that's it. We do have some breaking news from Vince G. Uh, Calgary is in fact in Canada, so oh. I think we're we're all happy about that. Uh, it's still there in case you were looking for it. Just want to make sure. Uh, Kathy asking, why isn't AJ wearing one of his new fake jerseys? They're hanging behind me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say that. Uh, let's move on here. When we last left you a couple weeks ago, one of the things we did talk about was does Jumbo return? And Myrtle from the Athletics speculated that the Leafs wanted him, and Myrtle was right because Jumbo did sign a one-year deal with Toronto. Many, of course, focusing on the comment that Jumbo made that said, I want to win a cup. Was that a tacit admission that he doesn't think the Sharks are playoff-bound jerk? (laughs) Probably because... If he thought the Sharks were a cup team, he would have stayed here. You would think. Um, also, I don't know. I assume you're going to get to this, but he did also say that one of the driving factors was how good Toronto's goaltending is, which I think is an even bigger deal. Ouch. That's Damn. Gotta hurt. It's gotta hurt a little bit. Well, you know, truth hurts. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. Mar- Martin Jones, you kind of just <laughs> take that out. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> Now, with Patrick Marleau returning again and, of course, Jumbo leaving, there's been a lot of talk about the possibility of retiring their numbers. It, that's that's going to continue on until a number is retired. I mean, Rocket, do you think both of them, one of them, should any number be retired before the Sharks won a cup? That's a tough one. I think that, the, yeah, they should be retired when it's, time but i don't think it's time yet i think maybe when their careers have ended you know then it's like a nice thank you for having a majority of your career here let's raise your number but not not while they're still out there i don't know it's oh yeah i i don't know i'm kind of i mean everybody loves a win who who is it that that, is it nashville who's the who's the team that like throws up a banner for like any type of reason whatsoever that's Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was like it was so nice when the Sharks went to the final in 2016, just so they could finally pull down that silly one that said, you know, regular season. Yeah. Western Conference regular season champions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like get the hell out of here. Uh, but Roy Batty in the chat making a solid point. Uh, if anybody, Mike Hoffman's number should be retired for the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> solid point. Uh, yeah. I thought we'd already done that, but anyway. Uh, earlier this week, Shang Peng, our buddy from San Jose Hockey Now, reported that the Sharks are talking to Connor Sheary. Earlier today, even putting out an article that mentioned the possibility of adding Anthony Siu. Uh, Jerk, which way would you swing if you could only sign one? Oh, that's tough. Right? I mean... And, and what do both <laughs> of these guys bring to the team? Because remember, we're talking about... A team with Doug Wilson talking, you know, we we promised the younger guys an opportunity. They were going to get a chance. And now it's like, oh, by the way, we're talking to these other forwards. 
So I like Athanasiu because he can play center, left wing, right wing. He's versatile. Um, he has scored 30 goals in this league once, if you can believe it. Um, so obviously he's got skill. He's got speed. Um, he's He's got a lot of tools, which is encouraging. I think the only downside with him is if the Sharks were to sign him, it's a situation where it's like he's got to be in the top six or he's not really going to do a whole lot for you. Yep. Um, Connor Sherry is a bit different. I mean, he's also left wing, right wing. So again, versatile. Um, he is 28, which again, that's older than 26, but he's not ancient. Um, (laughs) I like Connor Sherry. Sherry, I, even though Connor Sherry's never hit 30 goals, I would make the argument that he is more of a known commodity than Athanasiu, just in terms of how many points they've scored. Obviously Connor Sherry has two Stanley cups. Um, if that's your flavor, I, and I think he he's shown he can play with big centers, you know, and we saw as much as I like Athanasiu, the player, he didn't do anything while spending most of his time in Edmonton with McDavid while Sherry, you know, he played with uh, Crosby, he played with Malkin. And when he, you know, took a coffee break in Buffalo, he played with Jack Eichel. So he can play with, with anybody. So I, I think if, if the Sharks want to find a guy, you know, put that, find that right winger for hurdle or couture. I think he's the right guy to fit there. And I think too, I know everybody's saying, well, what about the salary cap? Well, let me tell you, uh, the type of player Connor Sherry is at this stage in the game, he's probably not getting, I'll be honest. He's probably not getting anything more than, uh, than Stefan Nason got, which is 925,000. So it's, it's a good bargain ad. And it, it, you know, for a team like the sharks where, they actually have more cap space this year than they did last year. They should use it. Did you do something different to your mic for a hot second? It's it's possible I do a lot of things. Oh, okay. No, all of a sudden you sounded a little <laughs> a little more sexy. But anyway, uh, let's get into a couple of comments before we move on back to the whole Marlowe jumbo thing. Alden saying when they get into the Hall of Fame, Marlowe and Thornton can then have their number retired. And I'm That's I, fair. I, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Vince G, yeah. <laughs> if they can raise a Western Conference regular season championship, <laughs> they can retire Jumbo and Patty without a cup. <laughs> solid, solid point. Uh, I think we have a question from Sleepy Mofo. Is Doug Wilson really going to rely on the Sharks prospect pool to challenge for spots like they did and failed last season? I've, I've, I believe I wrote more than one article about this on TealTownUSA.com. Look, that's what Wilson has said was going to be the plan, but we all know that when you start a season 0-3, you go, someone fetch me Patrick Marlowe. Bring him in here. All all I'll say to that is if you're not going to give your prospects the opportunity to compete, then why even have prospects? Yeah, trade them all, right? Burn it down. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like... You need someone to play the scrimmage in July, though. But and right and and you know a, AJ AJ and I have gone back and forth. You know AJ says Who? you know <laughs> AJ says you know Doug Wilson gambled on the prospects to be ready to go last year and they weren't, and that's a hundred percent true. They were not ready. But I don't think it was the wrong move to take that gamble. Why would you say oh you you scored all these points in juniors and then you came to the AHL and played very well despite the transition? Ah, we're not going to give you a chance. Like, 
<laughs> you know, so <laughs> if you're not going to give your prospects a chance, then you shouldn't have prospects. True that. I'm with mm. you on that one. All right. Uh, so let's uh, move on, at least right now, from the Sharks. We'll get back to them in a hot minute, but mm. let's uh, take it around the NHL for a minute if we can. Alex Petrangelo finally signed a deal. <laughs> Ends up signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. That means Schmidt, bye bye. You're out of here. And kind of had to because they're keeping Flurry on the roster because nobody wants to take that deal, especially when it is a literal, literal, ugh, literal buffet of goalies to be had this offseason. But my bigger question is why the hell aren't other big names like Eric Halla and Mike Hoffman signed yet? Is this COVID? Is this a flat cap screwing everybody? What what? Why aren't some deals signed? Or is it a fact that some of these big names are like, no, I don't want the two year deal because I don't want to go to Seattle. Well, I I think what a lot of it is, it's what you're saying, right? Where it's you know the flat cap, um, the just a lot of that. There's not a lot of cash to go around, obviously. But I think what's happening, and I don't have any reason to know this is true. This is just what I'm thinking. But I'm wondering if a lot of teams are saying, let's just say, for example, Mike Hoffman. Well, I want five or six years. And teams are saying, uh, well, we aren't comfortable. <laughs> F you. <laughs> well, and teams are saying we're not comfortable giving you more than three. And so I think for guys like Hoffman and Halla, I think it's a situation where maybe they're waiting to see if if a team eventually steps up and is like, all right, we'll give you we'll give you five years. But I think also it's going to get to a certain point where these guys and we've seen it with Taylor Hall and we've seen it with um, oh, there's another player that comes to mind who did the exact same thing if he came um, to mind sam you'd be Reinh able to name him but go ahead sam reinhardt <laughs> as well with buffalo sam reinhardt just signed an extension today one year extension it's a situation of i'll take one year guaranteed now and then bank on the market being richer a year from now i see because if if you can you know say you take one one year five million this year and then maybe next year you can get six years times six million where if you opted for the six right away you're probably not getting nearly as much money yeah uh, i think we have a quick question for you in the chat uh jim ain't fla i don't know me if neither. yeah me neither <laughs> uh, uh how did matt murray get 6.25 million <laughs> well uh ottawa Dude, ottawa needed 20 to... seconds or less <laughs> Nobody he has a cares. Good agent hold on wait a minute did, did you to... wait a minute did you say ottawa 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 needed to trampoline themselves above the cap floor, so that's number one. But I, I think also like, yeah, six and a quarter is a little bit rich. But Matt Murray, he's not, he's not a, a he's not really a secret at this point. I mean, he he's got two Stanley Cups. He's put up very good regular season numbers. I mean, this is, if it works out, Ottawa's got a franchise goalie for, you know, they got a franchise goalie for the three, or I'm sorry, the four years that they signed him to plus. Probably another five to seven, honestly. All right. But I do believe it's uh, pronounced Ottawa. But anyway. What if his agent's just really good? That's also possible. Uh, I think and that's the beauty. Be, that's going to be signing some more players. <laughs> well, and that's the beauty of the internet, uh, Rocket, is we can find out who is Matt Murray's agent. You know? That's Whip the beauty it out. Of the internet. Whip it out. Um, his agent is Robert Hooper, who I've never heard of. 
Um, but he also represents Miko Rantanen, David Krejci, and Jordan Bennington, three guys who've gotten some pretty rich deals in the last few years. Well, okay, I, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, well, let's see what happens with Jordan Bennington. I mean, we all yeah. know that he was that uh, – I'm not going to say he was a flash in the pan, but, you know, he had that season where he won St. Louis the Cup. He wasn't exactly pedestrian the following year, but let's see how the you know where his consistency level is at. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he. I mean, in the playoffs, he lost the net to Jake Allen. What does that say? I'm just saying, you know, er, some guys. Uh, do, forgot I, about that. Yeah, I got two words for you, jerk. Steve Mason. Just, all right. Just saying. So let's move on from this onto the next one. Oh boy, oh boy. AJ might have to rant just to scotch. Look, look, okay. Uh oh. Doc Doc Emmerich retired. All right. Now, if you've ever watched this show with any regularity, you know AJ not. Well, AJ clearly a big enough of a douchebag to refer to himself in the third person, but (laughs) (laughs) not a fan of Doc Emmerich. And you'll notice when it went out on in the news, on social media, that Emmerich retired, I didn't say a word. Because I'm like, let him have his cookies. Let, you know, he certainly earned them over, what, a, like a half-century career. Dude, all the kudos in the world to you. All I'm saying is, you know, Twitter slobbered all over him, and that's fine. You know, pay pay homage to the to the career. Um, I'm, you know, I don't know that I'm the only one who didn't care for his style of announcing, of yelling at every single thing, or the or the shtick of never saying pass. And I get it, you know, some thought his announcing style was great. I'm just not one of those people, and I'm not saying that he wasn't a great guy off the air. I just never cared for the over the top yelling, no matter the situation, or the whole never saying pass shtick. In fact, here you go. Here's a list of like every word that he would use instead of saying pass. I don't know why that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, there might be a, a good amount of U.S. hockey fans that would wholeheartedly disagree with my assessment. But I can tell you the vast majority of Canadian fans did not care for his play call. But it's all subjective. If you liked him, you'll miss him. I'm just saying that I'm not going to. Um, there you go. And, and the funny part here, too, when it comes to uh, talk around the NHL is... Vince G, Team Cuthbert. I'm fine with that. So, um, right above Vince's comment, I threw in a link to a tweet. Um, I have my suspicions that that is your burner account, AJ, but I can't confirm. <laughs> Why? What is that? I, I, wish, I, could, I Get... wish I could throw it up here. What is it? Read it to me. I don't want to speak for you. It's your burner account. Oops, it says, uh, it's not my it's burner. A tweet. I don't it's have a, a from... burner account. <laughs> it's a tweet from three years ago that says, Doc Emmerich, retire, bitch. <laughs> it is you. No, no. What, what is it? Bra- what does that say? Bra- bracy thrower? Brace- bracelet, bracelet thrower. Bracelet thrower. D- well, I can't say that I'm. Uh, Rob Iman, I am in total agree- agreement with you. Forslund should be the new numero uno. I'm totally down with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael saying Kenny Albert. I thought, I thought Kenny Albert was a good number two, but I am. Yeah, Forslund and Cuthbert, either one of those. Numero uno for me. Yeah, well, that's see, and that was the nice thing about Chris Cuthbert working with TSN is he could fly on over to NBC and and pal around with us. But you know, Sportsnet 
threw the bag at him. So now he's their number two. So now NBC lost him. So it's going to be a lot of Forslund and Albert, unfortunately, because I love Chris Cuthbert. Hey, as long as I can still get my uh, Jim Hewson fix through the, oh, can- yeah. through the Canadian feed, I'm all good. Dude, Jim Hewson and Chris Cuthbert one and two for Hockey Night in Canada. That's a that's a win. Everybody should be watching Sportsnet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, California cruising throwing in here. Drew Remenda. I mean, Drew, he's he's a, <laughs> Drew Remenda. Who? I mean, he's an analyst, not a play by play guy, but I'm I'm all about it. Uh, obviously, obviously, I don't remember, so I have no idea. Who that guy. <laughs> Uh, the NHL has officially announced the postponement of the Winter Classic in Minnesota and All-Star Weekend in Florida. Jerk, just how pissed off are you? <laughs> well, as somebody who unofficially had a ticket to the Winter Classic, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit. But, you know, I don't foresee that being an issue. I still I still am, uh, picture myself being out there whenever it is, so I'm, I'm not too, too worried about it. Uh, another issue that came down the pipe was the NHL general managers had themselves a little tete-a-tete, a little meat, if you will. A caucus? Uh, uh, absolutely. I know words. I have the best words. So uh, obviously talking about the 2021 season, possible timing, different formats and scenarios, several options being considered rocket include four hub locations and a temporary league alignment because we don't know what's going on with the U.S.-Canadian border. Right. Um, I mean, how excited are you for the possibility of yet more days where hockey starts at 9 a.m. and just goes until 10 o'clock at night? (laughs) I don't want to tell you that that makes me excited because of all the circumstances around it, but that... Man, that was a special circumstance and a special moment, and I want more of that, and I want it like every year. I I, I got to tell you, man, when, the, when that that first run of playoffs where like shit was starting at nine in the morning, I was just like, oh, I'm here for all of this. I don't even care. It's like mm-hmm. I'm sitting over here and I'm doing my work, and I got the screen on, and it's just yep. blowing game through game through game. And every once in a while, I hear somebody getting okay. What did I miss? But oh, I was here for nine a.m. hockey. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, they also covered AHL and player development, the Seattle expansion. Now, one of the things that they also talked about, too, which I think is kind of interesting, uh, especially if you're a Detroit Red Wing fan, is the draft lottery. Does this need to be changed yet again? And the reason I ask this is that a number of NHL general managers are calling for the league to tweak it. Uh, evidently, during a virtual meeting on Friday, multiple executives around the league argued uh, – to increase the odds for the teams that finish lowest in the standings. If you remember, the NHL first introduced a weighted lottery system in 95, and it's slightly different from the system used today, but all teams were able to win the lottery, but teams were able to move up a maximum of four positions in the draft. So this meant that the number one selection could only be won by a bottom five team. The LA Kings won the lottery in 95 and got the number three pick. So... In an effort to discourage tanking, the league changed the system in 2015, spread the odds for all non-playoff teams, gave every club a chance at the top pick. If you're the Detroit Red Wings, you're really pissed off about this, jerk. <laughs> I mean, probably. I you know I look at I look at how the 
31st team only has 18 and a half percent to win the lottery. And I'm kind of like, man, that sucks when you, especially when you consider that Detroit was the worst team in the salary cap era this year. Um, but then I look at how, you know, team 17 only has a 1% chance and I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair. You know, I mean, I don't really know what to do because I think the odds, I think they're spread out fairly and it's a situation of, yeah, Detroit got jobbed here and it sucks, but it, it was, it was fair according to the rules. And, you know, I, I would support a situation where if you move up into the top three, maybe next year you're exempt from the lottery. And so maybe that's where the extra odds come from. Like maybe say, for example, say for example, Buffalo was seventh worst. Let's say last year they won a lottery pick just hypothetically. So then this year, if their ping pong balls were pulled, I don't know if that's a situation where you throw them back in or where you just don't even have them in there at all. I don't really know how you work that out, but I know something that's been talked about is yeah. Having it where if you win, you're you're not allowed to win in the following year which i like that i think and like i said i really the best that that does is it those odds and again buffalo had six and a half percent to win so you're theoretically in this hypothetical scenario you're allocating that six and a half percent to all the other teams maybe that's where you go with it i don't know but it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's probably a flawed system but you show me the better system yeah um, let's hit the chat real quick here from Roy saying, if they played hockey all day, I would die from alcohol poisoning. Uh, it's, it's called moderation, my friend. Come on. I'm just, just buy <laughs> no free ads, buy a camelback that has the water pouch in it and just down a beer and then sip some water as you're going through your day. Done. Okay. There you go. Uh, Vince saying the wings got a stud in Lucas Raymond. They'll be all right in the long run. Confirmed. California cruising. Will the CUDA have fans in the stands if they return next season? Now, when you say CUDA, I have to ask, who? Oh! But anyway, uh, the Colorado Avalanche Arena. Are you going to answer that question? Uh, who are the Barracuda? Oh, will the CUDA have fans in the stands? Uh, let's get a season first, and then we'll discuss if they have fans <laughs> or not. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche Arena, previously known as Pepsi Center. Now, you were talking about ping pong balls earlier. <laughs> the Pepsi <laughs> Center is now named Ball Arena. Yes, kids, a team with the general manager named Sackick is playing in Ball Arena. What could possibly go wrong? Now, if you're a Sharks fan, we play at the tank. If you're a Ducks fan, you play at the pond. Are the Avalanche going to play in the sack? I mean, Rocket, does this bring a whole new <clears throat> term to the, uh, when the announcers say, and here they come? Oh, no, I, I believe that they'll probably call it the jar because it's in <laughs> reference to the ball jar company, right? Yes. But on, I, have, uh, I have it on good good authority that in in the colder months between i think uh october and april the ball center will seat approximately 2500 less people than in the summer months mm. due to sh due to shrinkage shrinkage yes i hate when that happens <laughs> for those of you who don't know ball is an american company headquartered in colorado best known for production of glass jars as rocket alluded to along with lids and related products used for home canning Yay. 
Um, now, I understand naming rights, but is there literally a bigger waste of money in Sports Rocket after a venue has been established? I mean, how long is it going to take fans to stop calling it the Pepsi Center? We've seen two football venues open this season, SoFi in L.A. and uh, Allegiant in Vegas. Are local fans going to call it anything other than those two names when the naming rights are changed in 20 years? I mean, how many times has the Shark Tank been renamed? We all call it the tank. Right, because those naming rights are not for local people. It's not for the mouth-to-mouth fan. This is for the announcers who are giving the broadcast to give their sponsors a little bit of shine on national television. That is it, period. So as far as like that kind of uh, national recognition and having just your name spat out there, yeah. And you know what? I think that in a lot of the Midwestern areas and – there's definitely a big group of people. I mean, even out here in Eastern Washington, we're getting mobbed over at the store every week for people looking for canning lids. Cause right now it's seasonal. Like no. they're out there, they're looking, they're hungry, you know? And so it's like, if you say, you know, ball center and you, or you get the, the ball jar out there, people start thinking about it and then they'll be like, yeah, I gotta go get some canning jars. Yeah. Let's go get a ball jar. So it's just from people hearing the name on television during a game. It's not for people to call it the ball center. It's not for us. Call but it, I like that you. The... I like that you talked about that. You know, it had to do with uh, giving them a shine because who doesn't like a shiny ball? Hey, you know. Just saying. So, would you speaking of name recognition? You know what I think is a pretty, uh, pretty solid piece of business. Um, so as as we all know. Um, Hassel Plattner owns the San Jose Sharks. That oh. and uh, <laughs> right, and the arena that they play in um, sold uh, the naming rights for it was sold to SAP, which is a company founded and owned by Hassel Plattner. It's weird how that works. Out. Keeping hey, but you know what? Why pay money to some random company when you can just pay the money to yourself? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works. Four, that, that's like some 4D chess right there. <laughs> <sighs> All right, moving on. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks wrote a letter to their fans explaining and committing to a rebuild. Now, I'm one that appreciates that kind of transparency and effort. Uh, former Teal Town USA guest, NHL All Star MVP, Sharks legend John Scott vehemently disagreed <laughs> calling it an embarrassment um if you don't know the message basically said we recently said goodbye to a pair of popular two-time champions acquired some new t- players via trade and free agency and we understand it was tough to see the- them go blah 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 basically saying that like look in the last decade we won three stanley cups suck it up for a few years while we rebuild that's essentially what it was. Now, John Scott's take on this was, dude, that's fucking embarrassing, man. Just do what you're going to do. You don't. You shouldn't have to explain yourself to the fans. Um, I mean, Rocket, do you like the transparency or are you like Team Scott on this going, yeah, you know what? That's Why would a team do that? No, I... I appreciate the transparency. Um, I think that it's good to have communication with your fan base, especially when they're, you know, coming and paying the bills and everything else. And given that right now it's all, all real uncertain, I think you want to be as transparent as possible. You know, like this, I'm coming to you in earnest. This is 
earnestly, this is what we're going through as a team. Just hang with us. But I can also see Mr. Scott's point of view as well. You know, it's uh, traditionally just not something you do. Just, just do it. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> the, the whole Chicago thing is very, very weird. Number one, I have a problem with the fact that they didn't refer that they didn't refer to Corey Crawford and Brandon Saad by name in that. You're right. In in their version of the 95 theses. Number two, I it was a little sus how this past April they released, and I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see me, released their president and CEO of the last 13 years, who by all accounts, even though he was a C-level executive, had a good relationship with the GM and the players and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I get it. Organizations, you know, Sports teams and normal businesses go through transition. It's not some big mystery, but just the way how it's all kind of fallen together. And, you know, there's obviously some percolations out there that Taves, Kane, Keith, and Seabrook, kind of the pillars of that group, <laughs> didn't even see the letter coming. I mean, I don't I don't think any of those four will be traded just by their stature, but it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, the apple cart's a little upset there. Yeah. Speaking of being upset, it appears that Rocket has left us for a hot minute. <laughs> She's just so upset at what the Blackhawks have done. Evidently, <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what just happened? Oh, her, her, her computer exploded. All right then. Set the clock. She says she'll be back in seven minutes. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I guess we move on for right now uh, until we don't. Whatever. <laughs> it happens. Uh, so we move on to back, I should say to the sharks, uh, as we discussed in episode 110, plus our article on Teal town USA, the sharks are using the extended shutdown from COVID to make some big changes to SAP center this week. The sharks official Twitter and sharks president, Jonathan Becker, both tweeted out photos of the new flooring that is going into the tank. And with any luck, this will make a significant impact on ice conditions. You can check out their tweets for more photos. Uh, but, Jerk, I mean, that is one of the things that San Jose gets dinged on from time to time is, oh, it's a crappy sheet of ice or whatever, D despite the fact that both teams are playing on the same surface. But <laughs> they have gotten dinged for that. Um, they've already put in dehumidifier, uh, dehumidifiers, uh, a whole system in there. Uh, you know, do, do you think that's, uh, I mean, how, how excited are you to like, to, what, what are we talking Edmonton here? Are we going to get like an absolute just chef's kiss ice here? Yeah, I, I, I think it's good. I mean, obviously you want, you want your ice to be in tip top shape, obviously for the sharks, for the Barracuda, but also, you know, if you, if you think back a few years to when San Jose hosted a, um, an Olympic tune-up game between USA and Canadian women's teams. And the Sharks also did bid for a couple of the 2016 World Cup of Hockey exhibition games. If you want to win stuff like that, you got to have a facility that's dialed in. And that's what the Sharks organization here is doing. So full marks to them. It also goes to show just how, once again, how committed Hasso Plattner is to this organization. He... Paid for the dehumidifiers in 2016, as you mentioned, AJ, which I imagine those are not cheap, you know. Um, oh, really? I got like three in my house, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now they're, now they're doing a full tear-up of the, you know, putting in new pipes, new cement, new everything. So that's pretty penny. I know AJ's uh, 
backside has enjoyed the new seats that have been put in. Oh, so, yeah. so, you know, for all the, if, that everybody says about absentee owner and doesn't do anything, I mean, homie sure loves to whip out the checkbook to yeah. make everybody a little more comfortable. No, I, I'm so down with this. So, again, and you made the perfect <laughs> example of uh, Hasso proving yet again that he's committed to being in San Jose. Uh, but Vince pointing out that the Sharks might suck, but the ice won't. That's what I'm saying. And, it, yeah, it's it, it's just good, you know, it, especially I know AJ has talked many times over with, you know, his with Jonathan Becker and John Totora. You know, one of the things that they always circle around to is keeping the tank as fresh as possible despite how old it gets as the years go on. And this is another another case where they're doing that. I think, I mean, dude, in the last four or five years, I think they've done more work to the tank than oh, yeah. when the building was being constructed in 92. Yeah, no, you know, you're so. absolutely right. So, uh, you know, it just makes you look forward to the return of hockey to San Jose and, and seeing all the differences that are being made right now. And, of course, uh, you know, the I believe the last time we talked to Becker, he kind of mentioned this a little bit. These are not sexy changes, but they're – fundamental yeah they're definitely required and while it you know as a the you know joe schmo who goes to three or four games a year he might or she might not notice that difference uh but the players are going to uh season ticket holders are going to where it's like oh look nice new flooring or new escalators but dude new sheets of ice i'm i'm down with that again uh, I can neither confirm or deny the addition of new and expanded beer taps. It's just something I'm hoping for. <laughs> but, <laughs> and if if Rocket were here, she would tell you how much SAP Center needs coffee. Of course. Uh, but speaking of Sharks president Jonathan Becker, Steel City Collectibles tweeted that the Penguins have a retro reverse jersey in the wild. Of course, it's Fanatic, so take with that what you will uh and, and, and of course the fanatics version is the one that gets leaked uh however becker confirms that the sharks are waiting on theirs now we'll go to this uh lambu on twitter asked jonathan any details or when the anniversary jerseys are going to be revealed and becker responded we are waiting on word from the nhl so i think what that indirectly says is the Sharks could quite possibly be rolling out two new jerseys, Retro Reverse and a Heritage. And, uh, uh-oh, uh, Jessica pointing out right now that we need to check our Venmo account because, again, if you would like to support the show and we completely appreciate it, we would prefer if you use the Venmo option because we receive 100% of your donation and Jessica throwing down 25 bucks just because I can, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for that donation. We appreciate it. Uh, and, and we're back with Rocket. Uh, Hi, sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Um, so let's get back to the details about the jerseys here. Uh, so Becker, again, kind of confirming that a 30th anniversary jersey is on the way, but we've also heard that Retro Reverse is going to be a league-wide thing. Now, some of you who might be unaware could be asking, 
What the hell is Retro Reverse? I'm glad you asked. So let's talk about it from my aesthetics. My understanding of these reverse retro jerseys, each team will have one. They will be worn only once or twice per season and likely between certain rivals. In other words, these Flyers and Penguins jerseys were designed so that they contrast and could be worn opposing each other in the same game. And maybe you're going, what the hell does that mean? Well, here you go. These are the jerseys that were in fact leaked on eBay. And, uh, you know, myself and Jerk, Jerk probably a scotch more, uh, kind of jersey snobs, uh, but they'll be the first to tell you that uh, Pittsburgh, this design is usually a black-based, you know, body of the jersey with white highlights, and clearly Correct. this is inverted. And if you look at the Pittsburgh version, you will see that it's essentially the same. Let's take the black part and make that white. Let's make the white part and make that black. And if you're a hockey jerk, you're going, why is it got to be black and white? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, to take this a little bit further, we've seen more from my aesthetics. So this is yikes, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Anaheim Ducks Wild Wing jersey Rather than it have being jade or eggplant or whatever the hell color, I think it was jade. Uh, they've made it their orange. Say, dude, for that, for that mighty, for that, what the hell is that thing called? Wild wing. Wild mighty wing. wing. Mascot. I was gonna say, dude, for that wild wing one, you're gonna have to call an ambulance for puck guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so now, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Teal Town USA, we will have links to these in the description. Uh, so these are the far, I mean, the four. What do we think so far? Uh, I mean, in uh, Jerk, you can probably give a little more uh, explanation as to why the hell a three-year-old franchise is getting a retro jersey. <laughs> um, well, so, and Jerry F., our buddy, bringing it up in the chat as well. That jersey is a callback to the Las Vegas Thunder, which was a IHL team in Las Vegas in the 1990s. Um, obviously, those colors and are Golden Knights colors, but if you do a quick little Google search of Las Vegas Thunder jerseys, you will find that their main jersey was the exact same style. It was the primary on, on top, and then the secondary at the bottom, and then kind of that diagonal V formation uh, with the different colors. Um, I'm thinking, and again, and Jerry kind of prompting me here as well, if I had to kind of make an uh, assertion, if you will, uh, you're looking at a, ready for AJ, a portmanteau of um, the Las Vegas Thunder. Words, I the best words. <laughs> <laughs> it's the style of the Las Vegas Thunder, but the colors of the Las Vegas Wranglers. That's kind of where I'm looking. All right. Um, I feel I feel I have a different opinion on the Vegas one. I feel if they wanted to go retro with it, they really should have just embraced the uh, the Elvis Presley white jumpsuit with the little cape on the back of it, and just gone like jewels, gold or silver lame, and like full Elvis. That's retro. That's retro Vegas. So I think what Rocket is saying is that you can look forward to purchasing in the Armory uh, the hunka hunka burning love jersey is what we're looking for. <gasps> I'm just saying. Uh, a couple things in the chat real quick. Jerk from Kathy. Oh. What was... I already answered that. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> Gee, I'm trying, man. I got a lot of things to look at here. Uh, there you go. So, look boom. I will say the one thing about the Vegas jersey, um, to me, that's, the, you know, that crest 
taking that shoulder patch of the cross swords and whatever the hell that star thing is. Uh, that, ninja star. that should have been what the crest is on their gold jersey. But mm. that's just me. Now, yeah, and, and just to confirm myself, the uh, obviously that's the design of the Las Vegas Thunder jersey. The Wranglers jersey was, in fact, red and black. So I am thinking it's a, as Rocket was kind of alluding to, it's not a Golden Knights throwback. It's a Las Vegas throwback. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so again, we'll just for comparison's sake, uh, for the retro, as you can see, the, the version on the left would be the retro reverse, and the whole thing being is that they're focusing on a former jersey, a retro, if you will, and reversing the colors. So this gives you. So I mean, jerk this this Philly jersey on the right. Uh, what, what's that from? Is that from the nineties? Um, I think it slid into the early 2000s a little bit. All right. Well, funnily enough, speaking of sliding into the early 2000s, of course, people, uh, you know, for the Sharks, based on all these leaks, I think the odds on money would be to, hey, if the 30th anniversary for the Sharks is coming up, probably always already going to have some sort of form of the Heritage jersey that came out for the 25th, then maybe the retro reverse option focuses on either their second, I mean, some will call it their second generation jersey. If you're looking at, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube and you're seeing these images, you see uh, Mark Smith and both of them rocking the first ever alternate jersey in Sharks history. And actually, no, that's, isn't that incorrect? First ever black jersey. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the one on the right. But the one on the left is actually their first ever alternate jersey. But I'm trying to remember. Yeah, back then. No, it was, it was the teal one that was the alternate, was it not? Yeah, no, I, I believe you're right. No, teal was, okay. and then they, and then the following year they made the white one. And that's what they ended up right. switching to. Either way, this is what we're saying would be the option for the Sharks to do a retro reverse. So, of course we mocked up what we think that would look like. Uh, so on the perimeters here, <laughs> upper left, bottom right, you will see that it is a white or teal version of the first ever black jersey in Sharks history. In dead center would be a quote-unquote retro reverse option of the second generation jersey. Uh, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that either or any of these jerseys are going to be the retro reverse option. I'm just saying, if you have some money and someone's going to take your bet, uh, I'd go on one of these. <laughs> I think it's going to be something like this, just based on what we've seen leaked already. Um, the other thing is, I'm also noticing a lot more gray in their graphical elements lately. I don't know if that's a clue to something, but we're seeing orange kind of disappear from the palette more and more and more to, to definitely my delight. Uh, and then also of note, the Dallas stars just in the last day or two changed their Twitter and featuring the date 10, 28, 20. I don't know if that's when they're going to be announcing their retro reverse Jersey, or are we going to see the return of the beloved star Jersey, which I absolutely loved or the return of the putrid motorist Jersey? Who oh, knows? Oh, please. I know they'll never bring the motorist back, but I want it to come back. I want it to come back so much. It, it would sell <laughs> so hard. Oh, it would sell so hard. I don't really know just really quickly. And again, this is just me spitballing here, but every Jersey that Dallas has ever worn has had a, you know, 
the colored jerseys or the white jerseys, they've had a counterpart of the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like their their new jerseys have always come out in sets, mm-hmm. except for the Mooderus. Oh, are we gonna see a white version? Oh, why is it, why is it gotta be white? Why is it gonna be white? I don't know. <laughs> I will say, I will say, and and I think AJ will disagree with me here, but that star jersey from '97 to '07, if you get that in the current Dallas green, that might be kind of cool. That's true. But I don't know if that fits under the whole retro well, reverse thing because it seems. But to remember, be... right. it's not. Remember though, it's not retro. It's retro inspired. Mm, well, based on everything that's been leaked so far, I don't know that I would sure. say that. But okay, all right. Uh, it's you know what? Uh, two things can be true, my friend. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> and, and, and we can still be friends. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Since the 2007 change, though, to a new logo for the Sharks and adding orange to the palette, gray has been kind of an afterthought. We'll, we're going to see if we see a return to the past because if you look at all the graphics that the Sharks put out during the draft and whatnot, you didn't see any orange, but you saw a lot of gray. I don't know if that's a slow burn, um, but part of it I think we can talk about for a hot second is the fact that the Sharks have announced some new watermarks. Now... Somebody might look word at this marks. and go, what the hell? Or I'm sorry, watermark. I'm sorry, word marks. Thank you. Um, somebody might look at this and go, what the, what the hell's the difference? Well, you'll notice in the diamond that the water is now not multicolored, but just the singular color of teal. Oh. So you have that. But here's the bigger thing. While the Sharks introduced via aesthetics, uh, they have it on their website. While the Sharks introduced some new word mark, uh, the bigger thing for me is that they retired a bunch of stuff. They retired their. I, I, the only <laughs> God I, willing. Well, I was going to say <laughs> the only thing I can refer to this wordmark as is kind of like baseball script. Like it looks like something you would see on the front of like a little league team. Okay. Honestly, uh, but You're they right. they've full on retired this wordmark. But the bigger thing is they've retired some logos. Now, thank God. Now the diamond, ah. you know, the diamond on the right, you know, they haven't completely retired it. Uh, as I just pointed out, they've just gotten rid of the the you know different levels of teal in the water, but that shield logo, yo, I've always, oh, I've never liked that logo. A soccer just, club logo. Yeah, I have it, a pan. I have a pan of that logo. Ugh, <laughs> well, you enjoy that, my friend, but I've never liked that no. logo. And like I said, dude, God willing, these logos are gone. Yeah, and then the one on the left. I always just look at that and I'm like, why did somebody put a shark on top of the Pontiac logo? Like, it, that's <laughs> it's just what it looks to me, and yep. I'm sure that the idea behind it was it's like, oh, let's put a shark on top of like a shark tooth, kind of a thing. I don't mm. know. Uh, either way, uh, you can count me definitely as someone who was like so happy that that is all going away. Again, I'm someone who will read things into the tea leaves. I'm seeing way less orange and I'm seeing a lot more gray. I don't know if that is a hint at a return to the beginning of this franchise where it was teal, black, and gray. Those were the primaries. Uh, I can only hope. And so that's what I'm doing. Now, finally, uh, some of you might sit there and go, really, the Sharks are going to whip out two, like they already have their normal teal and white, plus they have the stealth, and then they're going to do a heritage and a retro reverse. Now, two things. First, the stealth can be like put in the closet for a year while they do this. So you don't have to worry about that. But the other thing, 
it's not as if the Sharks are the only team that would roll out two jerseys because, hello, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they are rumored to be rolling out a heritage jersey that might nod back to their history as being part of the Quebec Nordiques. This is kind of confirmed by Nathan McKinnon, who tweeted out a photo of some hockey gloves that were definitely not Colorado blue, but definitely Quebec blue. So if you give them a retro reverse option and a heritage option, there's two new jerseys for you. And I'm just going to say Yeti foot wouldn't kill you. It it should also be said, just going, how are they going to do all this? It should be said last year, L.A. wore five jerseys. They had their home, their away. Somehow they all sucked. (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you there. But they they had their home, their away, their third jersey, their stadium series jersey, and their retro jersey. So it is possible to have that extensive of a jersey portfolio, if you will. Yes. So, yeah, there, there's precedent there. And I think we can really call that stadium series the AJ jersey. Just, you know, we just don't <laughs> <it. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> And now my question being, like, Marlowe has returned. You got Heritage jersey coming back around. I, I mean, can the Sharks just recycle their Heritage jersey from 2015? I would hope. I don't know. Uh, the funny thing, though, is for all this talk of jerseys, did you know that the Sharks – had a 55.5% winning percentage when they were wearing the heavy teal edge jerseys and a 60% winning percentage wearing black armor during that stretch between 08 and 14. If you remember, the Sharks did a lot of complaining about the weight of the edge jerseys and yet only won, wore, uh, won a couple more games, but that's just me. Now, <laughs> speaking of jerseys, if you don't know, we put out last April uh, a running series of uh, articles that talked about like uh, mock-ups for what we thought it would it would be cool if Adidas designed every jersey from the inaugurals up through what they're wearing today. That included the black jerseys. That included a run of stadium series, stadium series, but it also included a run of ideas that we mocked up that we thought could be cool ideas for warm-up jerseys. Um, Jerk, about a month, Ooh. two months ago, um, oh! he, <laughs> while we were having a little talk one evening, he goes, dude, dude, oh, dude, you've made it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, your designs are on a Chinese knockoff site. <laughs> <laughs> now, I see that and I'm going, I-, I must own these. And as you can see over my left shoulder, there's a couple of the designs that I did. Now, the one with the old school logo, that's that's not a that's not an original design. That was a, from a starter fashion series that was done in the mid-90s. Every team got a black version of their jersey. But the one with the SJ and the Screaming Shark on it, that's one of the, the many designs that we did. Now, these are all laughable knockoffs. Again, we, there's a video where I unbox the whole thing, and, and they're quite fun <laughs> to look at. Uh, you know, they're, they're so laughably and obviously counterfeit, but hey, you know, if, if for some reason you want one slide into my DMs, I'll give you the link. They're like 30 bucks a piece. <laughs> they came shipped better than Fanatics, didn't they? Everything comes better than Fanatics. <laughs> well, Rocket, I, you got to take a step back there. They came, <laughs> which is a lot more than Fanatics oh, can Jesus say right Christ. Now. That's true. That's and, yeah. and if you I'm don't... just saying, and again, somehow, somehow, this is not AJ's account. 
Fanatic sucks on Twitter. Dude, fanatics at fanatic sucks might be my favorite account to follow. I love that. Account. <laughs> um, yeah, just, yeah. If you look at, at some of the stuff on there, it's just uh, story after story about people wear uh, uh, ordering jerseys like during the NFL draft last April. And they still haven't received the jerseys. Or they just received notification that their order has been canceled. Yes. Or will ship in another two months or something. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. Um, but despite these horrifically bad and yet insanely funny uh, knockoff counterfeits, um, of course, you're going to get the occasional Twitter troll. They'll go, oh, dude, they're totally legit. <laughs> they're absolutely legit um so earlier this week as part of the like i said it started off with jumbo with the maple leafs and ends up with we're not sure if we're gonna have a season uh somewhere in the middle of that uh you know a twitter troll came out of the woodwork and posted yet uh, a photo from a chinese website purporting that oh the seals here the seals sharks mock up from 19 or 19 that wasn't that long ago from 2017 three years old oh this is going to be the new one and you know it took us about five seconds to go yeah this is all bullshit and so we cleared the air and then very soon after that sharks president jonathan becker went yeah our fans are very creative and none of this is real <laughs> it's all fake bullshit uh but thanks to that troll uh, we were retweeted by some very large accounts, including Greg Wojcinski. Uh, we picked up a bunch of new followers, and we were ended up uh, we were featured on a national sports site. So uh, winning <laughs> worked out well. Um, but for the few uh, large and respected accounts who did end up getting sucked in, and I say this as nicely as I can, how are you this gullible? <laughs> I mean, do your homework. Aren't you supposed to be respected journalists and reporters or whatnot? Why would you spread information you know is not true? It helps no one, only damages your own credibility. Now, to be fair, some of the accounts did tweet follow-ups admitting that they got duped and they apologized. Uh, others have left the tweet up continuing to perpetuate the misinformation or they've simply deleted it because some people can never have evidence that they were ever wrong about anything ever on this planet. And, you know, it's all right to be first. I'd rather be first to be right. So let me finish up this and say, you know, that said, I'm going to, for the last time, give the trolls the attention that they so desperately seek. Uh, while your desperate need for attention and stalker-esque obsession of Teal Town USA is very fun to laugh at, I have to admit, uh, this is the last time we're ever going to talk about it. Uh, this weekly show, Teal Town USA, is constantly evolving. We are focused on new ideas that we're already working on. And, you know, we've muted these cowardly accounts that use the fake names and the fake avatar photos or pathetically try to pass off our designs as their own. That's fine, whatever. Uh, but please continue your trolling. Uh, because two two reasons, twofold. First off, uh, only accounts that like matter are trolled. You know, a, a guy with like thirty one follows who nobody knows, uh, no one's trolling that person. Wojcinski, Kevin Kurz, Pashelka, a litany of trolls, just a ton load. So, and, and it's because they matter. And so, if you're gonna troll us, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much. We and the other thing, we love the free publicity, and I heartfelt 
Thank you to those trolls for making us such an important and impactful part of your daily life. I so appreciate it. Um, wow. So there you go. Uh, you know, I, I, as Drew Remenda said, thanks for listening. Uh, so finally here, uh, I'm going to be doing, I just want to let you know, we're going to be doing an, a giveaway featuring the athletic where I'm going to, uh, we're, we're going to pick like five random people on Twitter. If you want to like hit us up and say like hashtag athletic, like, you know, say at Teal Town USA, hashtag athletic, we're going to give away five, uh, 30 day subscriptions. So you can go and check out what the athletic is doing. Um, thought you guys might dig that and uh, see what Kevin Kurz is doing. If you don't like Kurz, there's Pierre Lebron. There's Dom most consonants ever Lecision. in a last name. Yeah. Michael Russo. There you go. That's solid. But there's a lot of great people writing on The Athletic. But if you're like, I don't know if I want to pay to read some of this stuff, we're going to give out five like 30-day passes. Kind of like a gym membership type of a deal. But uh, yeah, guest pass, if you will. So hit us up on Twitter and we'll pick five randos, if you will. And and I and I will say too. And again, this is no free ads. This is just my own thoughts. I have the athletic, and I only read Kurz and Michael Russo, and it's worth it. And so if you read more than I do, it'll for sure be worth it. And it, it, it's a little bit less. You know, I mean, we love Kevin Kurz. He's our buddy, but. You know, when he was with Comcast, it was a little more fluffy, team-friendly pieces, and now it's very much into the to the glut of the issues, and and I appreciate it a lot. And then for Michael Russo, he's the curs for the Minnesota Wild. Like I'm pretty sure he knows more about the Wild than their GM does. So that's obviously always interesting to read. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I if 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 you haven't checked it out already and i'm not saying get a year subscription just check mm. it out because i think you'll find that it's very informative and very interesting are, are you trying to say that it's probably a better read than i don't know nbcsn bay area sharks <laughs> uh for for legal reasons i'm not allowed to comment there you go yeah um and i actually have to do a quick callback i don't know did we play the reaction from philly fans on their rotor we did not juice? oh mm. so, wait see now i got to Call back real quick. We did get reaction from a Philadelphia fan about their retro reverse jerseys and their thoughts on it. Oh, fuck. That is not good. Oh, see? So not everybody's a fan of the retro reverse jersey. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, let's leave you with kind of a best and worst of the week. Our best comes from Sam Designs on Twitter. Uh, I like this, guys. Uh, he threw up his Sharks 30th anniversary logo concept. Um, I kind of dig this. I, I like the way that they, you know, he kind of threw in that shoulder, that original circle fin logo, whatever you want to call that, and threw that into the 30. Uh, I mean, Rocket, what, it, I mean, I think that's kind of cool. You know what? I dig it. I like it. There's just enough motion in it, but it's, uh, it's still unique enough for you to be able to discern what it says. I like it. I do. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jerk, is there anything you're changing on this? No, not at all. I mean, I um, obviously I like the concepts you and Puck Guy have made, but I really dig this one just because obviously calling back to the gray, which I love, the yep. fan, 
the font. I mean, everything about it is great, but when you look at Shark's anniversary patches of the past, it's always been some kind of obscure shape. And I think you go back to that circle style. I I, mm-hmm. I think a nice classic look, classic crisp, clean look. I think it's it's good, you know? Well, I mean, they hit it out of the park with the 10th anniversary logo. The 20th, I thought was a little sus. The 25th, I actually loved with the diamond, even though a diamond doesn't signify the 25th. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, if we all live for another 50 years, we can see them recycle that. Uh, however, jer- er, jer- Puck Guy and I did work on our own little version. Now, I like Sam Designs. I think his is a little bit more creative. But my basis around this was the fact that it's like, you, you know, if it's 30, if you're going to use a zero, you got to somehow fashion in a way to get that circle fin in there to, to use the zero. Now, because we don't know when the hell the 30th is going to start, we said, well, 29 and a half? You know, <laughs> 91 to 21-ish, Ish. I guess. You know, and, and of course, you know, we have to watermark their, you know, these images because, you know, there's some vapid twats on Twitter that will take credit for other people's work. So this gives them something fun to do. You know, they can like, oh, OK, let me get this in Photoshop and like try to take out all the watermarks and, and pass it off as my own. I love it. You know, with their staggering lack of creativity, I'm surprised these guys don't get jobs with fanatics. But I digress. Uh, our worst of the week is a comment that was making arounds on social media. Uh, jerk, thoughts on trading for Patrick Kane? The Sharks could move um, Eric Carlson and Evander Kane for Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and a first-round pick, or maybe go after Taze and unload some term as well. Without losing your shit, can you explain why this doesn't make much sense for the Sharks to try unless dude was referring to his game on NHL 21? Well, first things first, I think the person who posted this trade, this this proposal needs to take their trade dreams and go take a lap. <laughs> Secondly... <laughs> I would love the Sharks to trade for Patrick Kane, but unfortunately, and 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 I double checked. You know, I I called the NHL league office. It turns out they are headquartered in New York City, not Dreamland. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but all really, aside, I, I thought. I, see, now I I have it on good authority that they're they're uh, they're actually located in a very small city in in Canada called Ottawa. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Patrick Kane, I think I would love for the Sharks to pick up Patrick Kane. He's the best American player in the world right now. But the idea that you're going to give up Eric Carlson, Evander Kane, and get Kane, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and a first, that's like wherever you got your weed, like send me a DM on Twitter. Well, like, dude, do, how, how no, many firsts? You don't, you don't many, want that. Dude, how many firsts <laughs> did the Sharks give up for Eric Carlson? Yeah, well, exactly. And it's, I mean, if you can share a real proposal, then I'll listen. But that's just dreamland stuff. And, you know, as like I said, I checked. I called the NHL. They're not headquartered in dreamland. <sighs> See, I wouldn't even make propose that trade as a joke because I know enough about the caps and, you know, like, to make a good joke. And that's not even a good joke. See, now you say that they're not in Dreamland. I'll give you that, but I swear to God, the commissioner reminds me of an Oompa Loompa. Maybe he's a Boo Loompa. <laughs> yeah, I think when we start doing the stupid puns, it's time to get the hell out of here. Uh, 
Again, thanks so much for watching episode 112 here. Check out our recent videos and podcasts we did talking about Jumbo, Patrick Marlowe, Nieto, our Chinese knockoff jersey reveal uh, on TealTownUSA.com. There are recent articles about all of that, plus the changes to SAP Center and Solar for America Ice. And my final thought from me before I go to my esteemed panelists uh, we all want to see live games in person, and the longer this virus sticks around, the longer that's going to take. So wear a damn mask, you entitled, selfish hosers. And don't forget to vote. Uh, Rocket, your final thought. Hey, everybody, my final thought. Wow, this off season, I don't like it. It's worse than a lockout. It sucks. I miss you. Uh, so you can come hang out with me on Twitter. It's capital R, capital B, little Akander 76. That's R backhander 76. I talk about hockey and just life stuff and just, you know, me. Or you can come and look at the pictures of the life that I'm living here in the snowbound eastern Washington village of uh, Spokane Valley. So you can, uh, that's rocket backhander, one word, all lowercase. Some, lots of cat pictures now. Lots of cat pictures. <laughs> Uh, final thought for Jerk, as Vince asks if he was sent a cease and desist from NBCSR. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised they're not beating down my door yet. Um, <laughs> well, so it, it's AJ, whoever draws the short end of the straw, just like the shark cycles. Right, <laughs> um, AJ, you said go vote. And I just want to say, if anybody's considering writing me in on their ballot for president, please don't. I appreciate it, but please don't. Pl uh, Pliny the Elder. <laughs> number two. Um I want to just, you know, for those who aren't aware, there are a decent amount of Sharks players and prospects who were loaned over to Europe to play oh. while the NHL and AHL are on pause. I just want to rapid fire them. Jonathan Dolan playing with Timura, uh, six goals, nine assists in six games. Very good. Marcus Sorensen's also with Vita Heston, five goals, six assists in seven games. Also very good. Um, Frederick Hendemark, Yoel Shellman. Also playing in Switzerland, not doing as well as those first two I mentioned, but they're still they're they're um, contributing. Ivan Chikovic, um made his debut in the KHL uh, this past uh, Friday, I believe. Um, is Melnichuk no part of that too? Uh, yeah, Melnichuk is playing with Chikovic, uh with Torpedo. Melnichuk has been playing very well. Five starts, nine twenty-eight save percentage, two eighteen goals against. Ooh, I love to see it. I everybody's talking about. That he needs to start the barrac with the Barracuda. I, I aim higher, my friends. Um, <laughs> oh. And lastly, you can follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. It's probably going to be light because nothing is happening in the hockey world. Um, but you should still follow me because it's a good follow. Um, and first time ever, if you send me a DM, uh -oh. I may or may not allow you to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Jesus Back to you, AJ. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I, there was a name that I didn't hear mentioned. Uh, I believe there's an old man that used to have a long beard playing. Yes, Jumbo Joe Thornton. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, his first game with Hockey Club Davos in the Swiss League, he had a secondary assist, and that's all well and good. Um, he had a goal in his last game with Davos. So, uh, as we like to say, Chief has two points in two games. Um, 
Wait, he has he has two points in two games. Oh fuck, that is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it it. Let's not pretend like the Swiss League is at the same level as the NHL, but it's good if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. You want to see Joe Thornton factor into a game. Yes, and Vince G saying Artemi Niezev was loaned to Akbars. That is correct. So the Sharks got a lot of their guys all over the world. And um, if you go to a little tip for you, if you go to the San Jose Sharks page on Elite Prospects and you click on In the System, you can see the stats of all of their players who are not playing for the big club. So you can see where everybody's doing and what they're doing, where they are on one page. It's a great resource. Outstanding. All right, kids. Well, uh, I mean, tight 45 plus 30. It's all good. <laughs> so once again, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, please subscribe while you're here. Support that show. Hit the notification bell to be reminded anytime we go live or have new content available. A thumbs up is always appreciated. Again, if you'd like to support the show with a donation, Boom. Super chat is always available to you, but we, of course, prefer Venmo as it allows us to get 100% of your donation. Again, if you're listening to this on your audio stream, such as Spotify or iTunes, subscribe, leave us a nice review, throw some five stars on there, if you will, if you enjoy this content. And you can always follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those fun things. You know what they are. It even includes Reddit. <laughs> and the super secret not so secret discord server yes uh but for more sharks barracuda and hockey related content you can find it all on tealtownusa.com and if you ever miss a show or want to hear one back boom podcast but obviously youtube and tell a friend about teal town usa so that's it. Episode 112 is in the books, kids. I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed babbling on like circus monkeys. Because we do enjoy it. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you all again next time. Follow us on Twitter to find out when, and hit the subscribe button. Good night, everybody. <laughs>